the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and welcome to Monday. I know, uh, I hope you had a great weekend, but uh, no rest for the weary as uh, markets continue its turmoil uh, all over the globe on this Monday over the weekend. Uh, news breaking about issues at Credit Suisse. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Listen, sooner or later, you know this, because I've been telling you this for, for over a decade now. They did not fix the issues inside of the fan, financial crisis because they, they couldn't. They weren't ready yet because there's only one fix. Just so everybody knows, what's the fix? Simple. A new money. All fiat money goes to zero. That's just how it works. Well, how do they go to zero? Well, they print so much of it, it becomes worthless. And and nobody wants it. Uh, Rumors circulating that this may be the problem in U.S. Treasury markets. That there's going to be too much treasuries out there as not only is the, the Fed doing quantitative tightening, uh, the federal government's deficits are starting to ramp up. The Treasury has been playing a trick by running down their bank account. It needs uh, to get cash infusion. Japan is selling. China is selling. Uh, pretty much the entire world is selling because they all have the same problem, Jason. Too much money printing and too much debt. That's right, Joe. Too much money, too much debt. And uh, the debt just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The deficit, the yearly deficit, bigger and bigger. You know, 20 years ago, you know, guys like us would say, well, at some point there'll be a, 20, a, a, a trillion dollar deficit every year or even more. And, and the guys that are in the markets would have laughed at us, but. Here it is, right? You know, deficits and debt going to the moon and, well, just crank out the printing machine. And, and when it starts to get broken, then it's like, well, now we got inflation, right, Joe? So, so and well, here it comes. It, it is here, and it is here in a big, big way. Uh, gold and silver absolutely flying here. Uh, gold 1692, uh, up over 30 bucks right now. Silver, holy smokes, up about 8% here. Uh, almost up now a dollar and a half for the day, uh, $20.50. And you would think, you know, with all this news that I was telling you about, uh, that, that Wall Street would be down again. You know, Wall Street had a tor- another horrible day on Friday. Uh, but, but kind of the opposite. We saw this last week. Remember we had that one day when we thought it should fall, it rose and then got crushed after. We're having a similar thing here. Uh, we've got some dollar weakness 
as the U.K. now is saying, okay, you know what, forget about the tax cuts. This is how perilous it is. This is how close to the brink these countries are in the fact that, hey, we can't add that kind of debt with this kind of inflation. They had to walk that back. And then the Wall Street Journal saying that forget about a half a million barrel, forget about a million barrel a day. They're expecting OPEC to come in and cut by up to 1.5 million barrels a day. And Jason will find that out on Wednesday, uh, but but oil's up like $4 a barrel. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's simple supply and demand. You cut production and the price will go up. So this is what they've been wanting to do. You blow up pipelines and you have presidents that shut down production and and then, yeah, then suddenly the price goes up. I mean, I, how does the price do nothing but go up from here on out, Joe? Yeah, and, and again, I, you know, they, they played some tricks. They did some things, you know, with the uh, strategic oil reserve and some others. Uh, but, but, but again, Jason, it, it really has been, this has been the plan. This didn't happen uh, this year. I know we're, we're seeing uh, the ramifications, uh, but they've been on a path. Uh, the bankers have been on this path of making sure not to invest in the oil and natural gas industries, and 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 this has been going on for for well over a decade now, and it's finally just coming home to roost because now you know obviously worldwide demand when you've got uh china and india and all these other uh brazil what we'll call them those brick countries consuming more and more energy our own energy consumption it was just a matter of time before consumption out outpaced supply and and the problem is there was no reason for it but this was deliberate yeah, and for people that think that green energy is a solution, which, you know, in the future, I don't know if that's really a solution ever, but uh, the, the guys that run the oil-based energy uh, world that we're in, they run the, the green energy. People don't get it. It's the same companies. The companies that own the green energy that uh, they're trying to push upon the, the, the population, well, they own the oil, too. It's the same guys, Joe. So that's, I think that's one thing that uh, the greenies don't don't understand. Yeah, and it, and it really is uh, causing all these problems now. The liquidity of these markets is really what's driving this. And, of course, Jason, I've been telling you, that same thing is going to happen here in these precious metals markets. Uh, Silver's a great example. You know, who knows? Is, are we going to be up 7 8 10% in, in single days uh, because of the fact, Jason, there's still way too much money out there that creates all of these imbalances. And when you see uh, markets finally kind of give up on, on the hopes and start dealing with reality, uh, you have massive moves in both directions, and, and we're seeing that play out uh, again today. When we get back, we're going to talk Credit Suisse, how bad is the problem, and then the U.S. Treasury market. Are we setting ourselves up for a U.K.-like event? That's coming up next. 
800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason. It's Monday. Normally, uh, we have Joey on. Joey's going to be on at the top of the hour. Uh, he's got a, a bunch of things happening. Obviously, look at what the markets are doing. Uh, the big news, Jason, has to be from Credit Suisse. Uh, the CEO, there was rumors starting to circulate on Friday uh, that Credit Suisse uh, was having some issues uh, with other banks wanting to loan it money. Remember, this is very reminiscent of what we saw in the financial crisis. This is there's so many similarities to 07. Uh, that are playing out today. Remember in 07, right, Ben Bernanke, uh, there was uh, the housing market, which had already crashed, and they were saying, oh, no, it's just froth, don't worry. They were raising rates, right? Remember, interest rates were five and a quarter. Think about that, five and a quarter, right? The market already stressing out now at interest rates at 3%. Uh, and again, was saying we're going to raise more, uh, and then all of a sudden, liquidity problems started happening, uh, where other banks didn't want to lend money overnight to certain other banks, i.e., Lehman Brothers, i.e., Bear Stearns. Uh, the CEO of Credit Suisse put out one of those reassurance letters over the weekend, and Jason. Not very well received. Credit Suisse hit new all-time lows as their credit risk now has spiked, uh, getting back to levels that we haven't seen uh, really since the financial excuse me since the financial crisis. Jason, that's right, Joe, and, and we're hitting into another similar-looking crash, but I think it's it's going to be different. Once once again, the inflation makes it completely different. And I was talking to you this morning about some stuff I saw from BlackRock, and uh, I think with the 08 crash, Joe, I think they really wanted to create more inflation back then, and I think they shot too, too short. Uh, we, we have that piece that with the FOIA request with uh, Glenn Beck where uh, they didn't just bail out $5 trillion to the banks and everyone. They uh, they did $29 trillion. And if they, put, if they threw $29 trillion across the world, to shore up banks and the financial system, you think that would have created some inflation, right? Right? China. Well, you know what? You're almost saying they did too good of a job being dishonest. What BlackRock said is when you try to create inflation, uh, you never hit the target you want. It's always too low or too high. So if you think about the Obama years, it was always just like this sideways 1% growth that just never got up. And I was reading a quote from uh, John Keynes, you know, of Keynesian uh, Economics. And he said a depression is not hitting your growth for an extended period of time. And, and our, our kind of normal level of what is considered healthy growth is 3%. And we haven't been there since the 08 disaster. And so so it, uh, I was reading a few things saying, well, that, that means we're in a depression. We've been in a depression since 2008. If you go by that sort of uh, definition of what a depression is, which is you can't hit your target growth or your normal growth level for, for a elongated period of time. Now, now look, we're at now. We're, we're heading into a recession, Joe. But now they've got the recession, right? Now they, they printed 40% of the entire money supply. It was printed in t- uh, 2020. So I'm wondering if they just didn't get where they wanted to get to before, Joe. Now they've got it, and uh, now they're going to try to put the, what it's called put the genie back in the bottle, and, and they have the inflation they want. That's where we're headed, Joe. It, it's, this could be very explosive what's happening. Yeah, and just to, to highlight that, to, to your point, 
hey, we thought we printed enough and we wanted to keep quiet that we didn't really fix anything. That's why they, they hid it for a dozen years. Uh, but, but the realities were, think about all those years where they kept saying, oh, there's no inflation. Like Jason said, GDP growth was always like 1%, 1.2%. Inflation, they, remember they were saying like inflation's 1.4 or 1.6, all this nonsense. Uh, and maybe that led them to go so big this last time. They're like, well, God, we thought we went big last time and we didn't get any inflation. Uh, so let's go really big. And now it's blown up in their face. But, but back to Credit Suisse. It got so bad at one point this morning that their credit default swaps were, were trading so far into the red that it was basically disallowing the company from any investment-grade businesses. Remember, the, these rules that they put in place that says, hey, if, you're, uh, if your bad loans get too bad, right, if people get too nervous uh, about your credit worthiness, we're going to stop allowing you uh, for, from doing business investment, which essentially, Jason, uh, would put the bank into insolvency. Uh, and again, another one of these warning signs. Right, Joe. And you, how many times have you said that at the end of whatever's happening now, in the, in the months and years to come, there'll be far fewer banks? This is, I think, another indication. You know, does Credit Suisse make it out the side, the backside of this? Probably. But how many other banks don't? And, and that basically gets slaughtered for this one to stay up. It's too big to fail, right? Yeah, and again, they're saying, hey, there's a 23% the bank defaults on its bonds within five years. Uh, that's not good, right? You're thinking about uh, banks, uh, you want that, that number to be no percent or one percent. Uh, uh, but, but again, we'll watch. Uh, it's early. Uh, it is an absolute uh, big sign uh, as to where these stocks stand right now. Uh, the the price to book ratios, uh, Credit Suisse at twenty four percent, right? That's that's hey, this is uh, where they're sitting financially. Those numbers are way too high. Deutsche Bank right behind them at twenty three point four. Uh, how about Barclays at thirty four percent price to book? Bank of China at thirty eight percent, and I don't think we give. China near enough credit for the debacle that's playing out there. Uh, and Jason, that just means these banks need to sell anything that's worth any value, which a lot of times is treasuries. Yeah, Joe. I mean, really, you know, if we had the digital currency right now, if it was in place right now, everyone was using it worldwide. They, they, they take these rates down to zero, and they go to negative interest rates because they'd have that the digital currency in place. You can do negative interest rates, but you have to have digital currency to have negative interest rates. They yeah, can't go below zero. It's the, yeah, it, it's the cruelest form of all because really what they could do with a digital currency is, hey, your, your money in your bank, your money in your Fed accounts at a negative rate. Yep. But your mortgage rates are not. Yep. Right? In other words – Hey, we can do the unthinkable. All you guys that got so comfortable having a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in your bank account every single month and never spending it. Well, we've got a way to make you force you to spend it now because we're just going to start taking a little bit at a time with a negative rate in your digital Fed account. 
while still having, you know, four, five, six percent rates on mortgages, credit card rates in the twenties, right? Auto loan rates at seven, eight, ten percent. Uh, really, it, it, it's a huge weapon for the banks for sure. Right, Joe. I'm starting to understand a little bit why uh, Trump was so hated. Because uh, when I was reading this BlackRock report, it said it wanted, uh, it needed fiscal, you know, government policy to line up with the central bank policy, and they just couldn't get the government to go where they wanted to go, which is this this big crash, this 2020 crash that seems like everyone's glossed over. This is a much bigger crash uh, and damage to the uh, the world system than that's given credit for. And I believe it's just from what I'm seeing, from what I was reading, Joe, that this is why I think Trump had to go because. Trump wanted he wanted to spend money. He wanted the interest rates down. He wanted what every other president wants, which is a good running economy, and there was nowhere else to go. And I think the Fed wanted this inflation, and they were getting they were getting ready to really charge it full steam ahead. And, and the government wasn't going to do what the Fed needed. The government's getting in their way now, so they moved Trump right out of the way so that they can get someone in there that would agree to their policies. So this 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 is what they want. They want this inflation, John. Can I've been I was thinking about this as, as as it got worse last year and this year. They want this inflation. They want it at the level it's at. To hear Fed chiefs saying that next year in June it's going to be six point eight percent. Well, that sounds like it's kind of where it's at now. They want to keep it burning hot for a while, and then they're 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 cured to to help everybody out when things are crashing and burning over a slow grinding crash is going to be digital currency, Joe. So it's where it's headed. Yeah, and, and again, as we watch uh, the liquidity issues uh, in these markets, uh, the people are starting. You know, let's face it, uh, the first break, right, th- things breaking, uh, started with Japan, right? Japan has to intervene in, in, in the Japanese yen market because the yen has been collapsing. By the way, the yen right back to 145 and changed today. Uh, then, then it was the UK, right? So the UK, uh, they came out and, and raised 50 basis points and, and on the low side, right? But then the government announced, hey, we're going to spend a bunch of money and tax cuts and all this other stuff. Uh, and the market responded with, hey, you don't have the liquidity to do that. Sorry, you can't yep. do this. Uh, the system breaks, right? And then, and then uh, people are now saying, look at our own markets. Uh, the Fed, uh, with this aggressive style, uh, we're setting ourselves again up for, you know, that, that event, right? We, everyone remembers the OA, you know, Kramer, they know nothing and freaking out and Wall Street's not going to open. But all of these cracks in the system today, it's an actual bank and a big one, right? This isn't uh, the bank of Joe Schmuckatelli here. This is Credit Suisse. Uh, and banks saying, hey, you know what, those credit default swaps sitting on their banks, yeah, we don't know, uh, uh, we don't know about the validity of where they're priced at. Uh, we, we don't think they're actually worth the paper that they're printed on, Jason. And, and that's a cascading effect, because here's the problem. If Credit Suisse was forced to, to book things at what today's market value is, that would mean all the other banks have to do the same thing. Yeah, Joe, and I think uh, since the 08 disaster, I think a lot of these firms, these banks, uh, you know, they're watching each other a little closer. I don't, I don't think anyone can move and try to try, try to be the first one out 
uh, like the, some of the banks and some of the uh, big corporations did in 2008. There was a few of those guys that got out of there really just at the, just at the right time, right, Joe? They, they, they did okay while others got pounded. I think the uh, the game is a little more watched. I think they're, they're watching each other very closely. So I, Credit Suisse showing that they have problems. It's almost like the other guys are – Waiting to see how they can, how they can stomp all over that, right, Joe? Hey, we got to, you know, it's it's survival of the fittest. It's going to get pretty, uh, pretty tough, uh, tough competition coming up with these guys, these banks. Yeah, and again, uh, the amount of spending. Here's another uh, inflation doozy. So we're going to get uh, very soon here in the next couple of weeks uh, the cola adjustment for Social Security. Uh, I think it's going to be. Well above 8% uh, that is going to put further stress on the Social Security system. This morning, we got the food stamp adjustment. So think about this. Two years ago, they got a 25% increase. Starting this month, food stamp benefits are going to go up another 12.5% or about another $104 for a family of four, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That brings the maximum benefit for this size household. So family of four. Mom, dad, two kids. Average benefit now not going to be $939 a month uh, just to put food on the table up from the $835 a month. Uh, by the way, cost of living adjustment, the largest annual percentage increase since they implemented this back in 1975. So the Department of Agriculture is kind of saying, hey, I don't know where the, what the data of the Fed's using, but this is the biggest increase in food prices since we went to this this whole cost of living adjustment in 1975. I can't imagine if those benefits weren't paid off, paid out to to lower income, Joe. How quickly people would be starving, right? Incredible, thousand bucks a month. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold is up. Big today, sixteen ninety one twenty dollar gold pieces. I'm trying to keep them uh, reasonable here. Two thousand seventy five uh, and put them away. Uh, gold and silver really finding their footing here. Silver up over seven percent this morning. Uh, twenty forty two uh, almost twenty and a half uh, as uh, Credit Suisse is really starting to struggle here uh, but they're not the only ones you know we, we mentioned four five six other of these banks uh carnival carnival cruise uh missed on the top and bottom lines and said that by the way fourth quarter bookings are continuing to fall uh jason another one of these signs another one of these indicators right that that things are slowing down and slowing down rapidly Absolutely, Joe. I was, I was looking up. You were uh, talked about food benefits, so I just <laughs> I was looking up some numbers. I don't know how this how this works versus the numbers you were man- mentioning, but uh, it, it, it does average payouts for each year, and then inf- uh, adjusted for inflation for 2022. But in 2003, before the first 
of that for that last crash, uh, yeah, eighty-three dollars was the average payout. Uh, adjusted for inflation to 2022, it was 132 dollars. So I think that's the more important number because when you look at 2021, the number skyrockets. It kind of stays in the 150s, 170s range, but then 2021, adjusted for 2022 uh, inflation, 240. So they're it's, yeah, guess, they're doubling and tripling. A, a, a single person, right? Yeah, two hundred. Yep, single person. Two eighteen is the payout now. Two two forty is the average adjusted for inflation from just last year. In uh, that average adjusted uh, inflation, all these previous years is like one fifty to one seventy. It suddenly jumped to two forty. So it's this is a massive amount. This here, I talked depression earlier, Joe. This this shows food lines. These this is your food lines. It just looks different, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Instead of having that picture you ever, of, of the Great Depression uh, with everybody sitting in, in a food line, uh, you, you, you hide it with uh, EBT cards, uh, and now instead of at a food line, they're, they're just at your grocery store. Uh, but, you know, it, it's only a couple billion more dollars. Uh, don't worry, everything's going to be just fine. But, again, one of those things that actually doesn't help inflation, does it? No, it doesn't. The average the average payout in, in inflation dollars in 2019 was 148, 2020 was 172, 2021 240. And the average and the payout, the payout was 129 in 2019. Now it's 240. That's huge. Uh, Those are huge numbers. Yeah, that's it's it's hard to put that. Well, again, it goes right with uh what they said the Department of Agriculture, the largest yearly increase yep. since they went to this methodology in 1975. Uh, so the the largest increase, pretty much what, let's just round it up here in 50 years, uh, just gives you an idea of how bad it is. And I think a lot of people would be surprised. Uh, and again, uh, they're just going back saying, "Hey, we, we've only been doing this since 1975." But why why do I get the feeling, Jason? It's probably the biggest increase ever. Yeah, and you talked about Social Security going up. <laughs> <laughs> Social Security is supposed to last so many years before it really breaks, Joe. Why do I feel like the, that that uh, that that's going to be backed up really close to where we're at now? Yeah, well, and again, you know, the, how they make it last as long as they say is they say, well, the average increase is only going to be like two percent. Well, this one's going to be, I'm going to guess here, eight and a half. Right, so uh, almost five years of increase in one year. Uh, the math just doesn't work. Fame investor Michael Burry. Now, Burry is the guy. He's really the guy because he actually did the work when it was uh, at the at the financial crisis. It was Michael Burry who did all the research. Uh, the the movie The Big Short. Uh, trying to get these banks to understand, hey, I've done the research. Uh, this housing market's a sham. Uh, all these com- uh, uh, the default swaps, these credit default swaps aren't worth the money they're printed on. He has now come out with his most dire warning yet, saying that his concern about the current downtrend is that it could be worse than the Great Recession. And again, Jason, this is something you and I have been trying to tell people. The odds are that it's going to be worse. And and the reason is, Jason, because of how much debt they created. 
this is going to be much worse, Joe. And, and as I've said many times, the only thing we don't know is how fast will it get to, to, the, to I guess, bottoming out, I guess. Is, is there a bottom and where is the bottom and how fast does it get there? You know, is this going to be one of these slow grinding where people just, you know, kind of get lulled into sleep to a lower standard of living? They just accept it, you know, and then, of course, then some people are really not, you know, they, the, the, those food benefits, Joe, that we're talking about, that's that's because there's more people moving into that t- territory. So is it going to be a slow grinding, uh, uh, stagflationary uh, downward turn, or are we going to hit one of these really big periods? Like, is is October going to be it, or is it going to be sometime next year where it, it just hits bottom fast? It, it just, they just lose complete control, Joe. And I, I still think they have quite a bit of control over this. I think they need to have a crash, and they're trying to. You know, that's what I think. That's what that soft landing is, Joe. If we're going to crash it. We're going to try to make it slow and and, and easy on people. Uh, if they lose control, it will be it'll be fast, Joe. Yeah, and again, it's always slow. Listen, it's always the same way. It's slow at first. It's gradual. But Jason, make no mistakes about it. At the end, it's painful, and it does it in a hurry, right? And you you have uh, all these uh, all these big uh, big days where all of a sudden, hey, the 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 hope that we. we Whatever it was they were clinging to, when they give up and all the money runs in the other direction, then you have those massive days, both up and down. That, that's correct. In every uh, mar- uh, market crash cycle, there's always several uh, upticks in, in the middle, let's just say with the Dow, of 20 to 25%. It's coming down, coming down, coming down, then bang, it kind of comes up. People start putting money back in. They think it's over. Then it starts crashing again. And uh, during every every cycle, Joe, there's always these huge upticks that could be up to 10, 20, 25 percent, and then it just loses that and keeps on shedding. And that's that's where we're at. We're, when you talked about the beginning of the show, these big upticks and downticks, the, the volatility, this shows you. Uh, I mean, remember 2020, Joe? We had these going up 1,500 points, going down 2,000, going up 750, going down 1,250. I remember, remember those huge, huge moves. Uh, then you'll really know things are really bad, right, Joe? Yeah, and again, the uh, the volatility always increases with the risk. And uh, right now, the risk has probably been the highest it's been uh, since uh, COVID, since COVID uh, arrived at our doorstep. Hit the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, Joe and Jason here on this Monday. Uh, right now, $20 gold, 2075 and price increases have just hit. Uh, tomorrow is going to be $2,100. Uh, I do have, you know what, we haven't had these in a while, but I've got $110 libs, uh, $1,120 uh, today, obviously, tomorrow, Jason, we're probably going to be looking eleven thirty-five and, and possibly even eleven forty. Yeah, time to buy is when you have it in your pocket. Uh, get rid of those, get rid of that savings out of your savings account or uh, whatever retirement money is coming in. If you can't, don't know where to put it, this is a great place to protect what you've so you know sweat, blood, and tears saved up over the years. Uh, Joe, if you if you got money just sitting on a mattress, so to speak. Put it in gold and silver and let it sit there for a while and, and be protected because this inflation is just going to make things worse. 
I, I got a question, Joe, uh, as we're talking about buying gold and silver. They had this credit, uh, the student loan, loan cancellations at $10,000. Was that a check that just went to these kids, or does this actually go straight to the loans? How, how, did, how did that get paid out, do you know? Yeah, I, I think that is just a deduction off of of the bill. And some of it can be 20000 uh, if you have, uh, like Pell Grants, uh, you can get double that amount. Uh, I don't think that this is a, a case where checks got issued. Here's what does happen with that. All that money just gets added to the deficit. Uh, because right now, think about student loan debt, uh, $1.8 trillion. The government in, on their bookkeeping doesn't count that as debt. They count that as, hey, that, that's just accounts receivable. We're going to get that money, even though, let's face it, well over half the people don't pay it at, at all. Uh, the realities are now all of that $400 billion, they're saying now it's $400 billion over 10 years. So uh, I'm not sure exactly. There, there may be, hey, we're going to relieve 10000 or 20000 but we're going to do it over time. I'm not sure of all the exact details, but but it is simply just going to add to the debt, Jason, very simply. It just sounds like they're taking over the college system through payouts. That's what it's, that's what it's starting to look like. Oh, yeah. Well, again, it's a great way to enslave, isn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah, it sure sounds like, yeah, well. First, you got to tell them everyone needs a college degree, right? You can't be a productive member of society without it. I.E.L. and Greenspan, we don't want those jobs, right? Everyone needs to go to college. And, and of course, now uh, people are doing college degrees that, let's face it, a lot of the jobs they're doing wouldn't even require a high school diploma, much less a college degree. And then I guess the guy that's handing you the $10,000 in relief is the one you're going to vote for. So it's, uh, uh, well, I read something here that made it look like that the uh, students get to put the money where they want. So that's why I was wondering, Joe, because it says, uh, should you should you pay off your credit card bill or take advantage of a bearish stock market? And it almost sounds like it's, you had $10,000 in student loan canceled. So I don't, I'm sure it's just a confusing headline. I was just looking at that and thinking, did they just yeah, send these? Yeah, and yeah. all of that other stuff that, that's playing out. But, again, uh, just already, I mean, the thing hasn't even started yet, and they've already increased what it's going to cost the taxpayer uh, from $300 billion to $400 billion. You know, just, a, hey, don't worry, we, we just increased it by uh, 33%. Are any of these student loan accounts something they can draw upon? So if 10000 comes off the balance, you can uh, start borrowing off it again? Is there, are some of them set up that way, Joe? That's what I'm wondering. Not that I'm – hey, listen, I never say never. I don't know, uh, but not that I'm aware of. Uh, and, again, it, 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 it's a, just another one of these things where uh, it will add to problems, especially really the, the big win for these is the kids that have just recently graduated. That's the big win because maybe for those kids, hey, maybe I only borrowed 20000 And um, almost all times, if you're already taking on student debt, that means pretty much mom and dad aren't helping you out. They're, they're not, they, you know, either they, they, they couldn't or, or they're not able to. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Hey, hey, we're not helping you out and so a lot of these kids when they graduate uh they get get a job uh they immediately sign up for deferment because they're like hey I, whatever income i'm gonna get i need it to pay rent 
That's right. right. I got I got to pay my bills. I, I I'm not ready to start paying on my student loans, and then the interest starts ticking, and then all of a sudden, five years later, that twenty thousand dollar debt is fifty thousand. It's a hundred thousand, and and that's how things get out of control. So for those kids, uh, if they're lucky and they didn't have to borrow too too much for school, maybe they could get it to zero. And, and not have to worry about it. But for everyone else, for a lot of these other people, the cat's already out of the barn. Hey, I owe a hundred grand. You took off ten grand, but I'm still not making any payments. Uh, so next year, the ten grand you took off, it just got added to my interest. I'm still back where I started. How about this scenario? You, you have ten thousand left that you owe on your school loans. Here comes the free payments. Hey, man, let's get out of it's get out of jail, man. I, I'm, I'm done. The government paid off my last ten grand. And the first thing they do is they go to a shopping mall, and someone's like, "Here, here's a here's a credit card with a five or ten thousand dollar balance. Here, take this." <laughs> yeah, and again, this. I think that's a, again a lot of people said this as well. That doesn't help inflation. Either way, uh, for for a lot of student loan borrowers, probably it's not going to impact them at all because they owe so much. But for those, you know, Jason and I just gave two scenarios where all of a sudden, hey, I've got money freed up that I was allocating to student loan debt that now I don't have to pay, whether it was $200 a month or $400 a month, all of a sudden, without that bill, most Americans, what do they do, Jason? They, they, they find something else to spend it on. <laughs> That's right. And if it ends up being another loan, you, you just don't learn, right? You just just love the, the debt slavery that you've been uh, basically uh, come uh, accustomed to, Joe. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold's up 30, 1692. Silver's up a dollar fifty. Uh, man, wow, that's uh, at least uh, seven and a half, eight percent now higher on silver. Uh, Twenty fifty three. Uh, the Dow's up six hundred points. Uh, a lot of that probably energy stocks, as uh, most people now, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, expecting OPEC to cut by more than a million barrels a day. Uh, oil, Brent, uh, gasoline, heating oil, all of it higher. The bond market considerably lower today. So a, a bond sell-off. Most of that, Jason, because uh, we have a big rally in the pound and the euro today on news that the U.K. is ditching all those tax cuts uh, because they, they essentially the markets last week told them you can't afford to do it. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's going to be a bunch more money that's going to keep coming in, through taxation, that should make them quite happy for for at least a few days or a week, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how long uh, it'll I, last. I, I don't know about a few days. I, I'd say today. Right? <laughs> that's, just... that, that's probably worth one day, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. You know, it's it's, it's interesting. The government uh, they they pay for their stuff through taxation. So if they're not going to raise taxes, I don't I don't, I don't know if this is like a temporary situation, or they're just saying, hey, we're not going to. Uh, those tax cuts are just permanently gone. But if it's permanently gone, Joe, I'm sure that makes them happy because the, the, the number crunchers will just say, well, this is so many millions of pounds or whatever that's still going to come in. You know, of course, then, we, you know, how, how do they get another day? Well, well, maybe we'll just raise taxes. <laughs> maybe that'll be the next announcement next week, Listen, right? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of all of this, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yep. 
uh, all these tax cuts uh, before the new currency and then the tax increases are really what's going to prevail in all of this. Uh, U.S. $20 gold. Essentially, you're saving 25 bucks a coin. Uh, 2075 uh, we, we get a close where they're at today. Come tomorrow, $2,100. gold. At 11.20, I got a hundred of those. And Jason, uh, as you know, $10 gold pieces have been really hard to get because for a lot of people, uh, the the 20s got too expensive. Yeah, that's that's correct, Joe. And uh, since I've just been a part of Patriot Training Group 2018, I, I've always I always give these little you know reminders to Joe that you know this is this is the price we used to sell 20s at. You know, we were selling 20. When I first came on board, we were selling 20s at 12.50. And now on sale, what was it? Eleven what, Joe, for the tens? Eleven twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that, that's for tens. Uh, don't 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 be shocked if in two years we're going to be selling uh, uh, five dollar liberties at, at eleven hundred dollars. It's 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 absolutely coming, Joe. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, obviously, the big news of the day coming out of Credit Suisse. Uh, there's been issues with their credit default swaps. Uh, right now, it, it, it it's manageable, but Jason, this is eerily similar. Now, this is the third straight weeks where we've got things breaking. Three weeks ago is the Japanese yen. Last week, it was the British pound. This week, uh, one of the two big-to-fail financial institutions in Credit Suisse. And it just seems like, Jason, uh, these things are just coming, you know, like waves. come. They just keep coming. They just keep crashing, keep crashing in, keep crashing in. And eventually, we're headed for a wipeout. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.